Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's week 16. We're so close. God damn it. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. This is your host, Rich, in Chicago. And I'm joined by my co-host in Orlando, Chris Mullet. Mullet, you said it. We're almost there. We're so close. I'm here, baby. We're good. How long can we keep this up? Let's... We're, we're so close. But so far away, because I forgot we're going to do the playoffs, too. But the playoff episode should be shorter. It should be different. For those of you unaware, Mullet and myself are lapsed football fans. Oh, boy, are we. And we've been keeping up with the league this season retroactively, week by week. So, you're wondering, how does that work? This, you're, we're going to go through it game by game. <laughs> oh, God. It's week 16. It was week 16. During Christmas. And Christmas and snowstorms. And it's a wind chill of like negative 17 right up here right now. <laughs> Family storms. It's a wind chill of negative 17 here. <laughs> oh, well, at least we get kicked off with a very good competitive game on Thursday night between the Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Hey, Mullet. Yeah. Uh, the Colts lost to the Ravens. Where did that game go? Motherfucker. No, it's okay. Don't search it out. No, I found it. Damn it. Score was 23 to 16. What was the story here, Mullet? Story here is all the remaining members of the Baltimore band killed themselves after that game. Well, they all had a nice, a nice little Kool Aid party. They all drank out of it. They slowly deteriorated in their homes. And now everybody from Baltimore that can play a musical instrument has died. Well, considering that Justin Tucker kicked for three field goals, then yeah, you would do the same thing. Is Justin Tucker 66 years old? Justin Tucker has drank an age serum given to him by an old traveling witch. Or that lady from Death Becomes Her. What is that? I've never seen Death Becomes Her. You've never seen Death Becomes Her? I'm going to get out of this funk now because of that. What? Am I supposed to have seen Death Becomes Her? You would... you would thoroughly enjoy Death Becomes when Her. When was I supposed to see Death Becomes Her? I, th- I think I saw it in theaters when I was like six years old. How old? Is- I don't even know anything about that movie. It's a great, it's a great black comedy fantasy. Who's Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep. That should be the period on the sentence. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis are the three leads. It's a Robert Zemeckis joint. It's like oh. one of the best like visual effects films of its time. Oh. No one's talking about it. That's a goddamn shame. It's kooky. You'd love it. So yeah. seech it, seech it out. That's I'll not a word, but seech it. <laughs> I'll seech it out. You'll also seech out the other Thursday night game from uh, this past week. Uh, the Vikings blanked the Green Bay Packers, sixteen to nothing. Mullet, what's the story here? Story here is. Keeping the momentum going in the way of the playoffs. So meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers should have been cut from the Packers because they did some shady-ass shit, but it's neither here nor there. They're stuck with Brett Hundley, who will be stuck next year making a Christmas ham for his family that he had to get on welfare to buy. <laughs> yeah, that should be like the, the punishment all in, in itself is that... You know, well, Brett Hundley was your backup, so y'all just dumb for that. Uh, but yeah, the Minnesota Vikings shut out an opponent for the first time in nearly a quarter century, uh, beating the injury-depleted Green Bay Packers. Oh yeah, chalk it up to that. I would shocked at the fact that we're just a better team. Sure, we only scored 16 points on them, but we didn't even score any more points on them. Our defense is stout. 
still in the hunt for that first round bye. We are. We'll probably get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I see, I'm saying those were on Thursday. Those were Saturday games. <laughs> Guess what? Doesn't matter. Saturday but now we're games. on a Sunday. And the first game we got here on the lineup on Sunday. <sighs> Why the fuck do you bother with this? <laughs> <laughs> we both sound like RJs. Like during RJ hits rap, like this is what this has become. We should rename this podcast "Mullet and Rich Hate Football." Well, <laughs> God damn it! I uh, I want to point out that Sunday, Christmas Eve, uh, I was at uh, my house for most of the day um, with my parents, playing Uno, watching football in the middle of holiday strife. Needless to say, I was on edge. But also, go ahead. I won. I won the Uno game. That's really all that matters. That is the I important still, part. I still have it. It was a hotly contested game. My dad made it a close one, but I, I stuck it out and I managed to prevail. Good. Were you playing the five hundred? We were. Yes. Yes. And my mom hit exactly five hundred, <laughs> and my dad and I were both in the low four hundreds, and I managed to get a good chain together and knock him out in the first head to head hand. So. There you go. Yeah, look um, at it. <laughs> These are two teams both knocked out of everything. Uh, the Cleveland Browns came to Chicago to play the Bears, and they lost 20-3. to Mullet, well, what was the story here? We briefly talked about this game on Christmas Day, actually. When I remi- uh, well, yesterday, I should say, from recording this, when I reminded you we have to do this. Mm-hmm. Which we still forgot. Um I watched this game, part of this game, on Red Zone with my parents. And it, it was a wonderful moment to be with your Ohio family. And you watch number one overall pick, Miles Garrett, pick a ball off and return it for a touchdown. The Browns in the snow, they're looking up, getting called back for a holding penalty. That sums up 16 weeks of Cleveland Browns football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Cleveland Browns got pushed to the brink of a winless season, hurt by two more interceptions by Deshaun Kaiser and two turnovers in the red zone on the way to a 23 loss to the Chicago Bears on a snowy Sunday. Mitchell Trubisky, I think, actually threw like 50 passes. That's how you know you're fucked when they're like, hey, Mitch, just go out there and sling it, baby. <laughs> he threw 23 times. Oh, well, oh, I think I, was, I think I saw the stat from the previous week then when like they were showing the game. Yeah. I just remember seeing something like he threw a lot at some point. That must have been the previous week. It probably just felt like it. <laughs> Every time he throws, he throws in dog years, actually. Uh, I was talking about with my parents that day because uh, 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 one of my uh, brothers wants to go to the parade that somebody is buying for when we go 0-16. Uh, they've already bought the the city stuff. They're going to have a little mini parade. Um. Like, the Browns are, like, ten times worse than that Lions team that went 0-16, right? Yes, because it's, like the, because it's like, a, a, it's a systemic thing. Like, you could see all the things that went wrong. Like, that, that shitty Lions team was just a shitty Lions team. Like, the Lions were never really that great, but they could always sort of accrue talent here and there. So, you know, they always had, like, some bright spots. They were always competitive. There was always something in the works for Detroit. Something. On on some level. Whereas the Browns, for, as Billy Joel once said, the longest time, are just institutionally bad. Like, it's it's a... It's a culture of of sucking. It's it's a weird choose your own adventure book of wrong decisions. And yeah, the Browns are. Uh, do you want to go down this cave of spiders, or do you want to take the safe way? We're like fucking cave of spiders. Oh, you're dead. Like, it's like oh, okay, well, I'll go back and choose the. I'll choose the the other way. Okay, cool. 
I, I'm good. Now what do I want to do? I want to go up this burning rope or do I want to go down the safe ladder? Oh, burning rope. Oh, you're dead again. Even if, even if the Cleveland Browns fielded the most talented and cohesive team that they could, there would still be coaching issues to get in the way of that. And if not coaching issues, front office issues, that would bungle the talent that they already had. Like, it's just impossible. I think. I don't know. I just, uh, it, they're in such a hole, you can't see them getting out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no. It has been uh, over 104 weeks since the Cleveland Browns won on the day that you traditionally play football on. I um, just want to put that right there. And the other thing I wanted to say was uh, 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 several weeks ago, I, I, point, I pointed out that I'm pretty sure you and I could scrounge up 12 guys to play the Cleveland Browns, and we would probably win a couple times out of 50. Sure. Do you believe me? Do you believe, believe me now? now? Yes, I believe you now. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. This all had a purpose, then. <laughs> this was the great experiment. Exactly. Moving on. Well, you mentioned the Lions earlier. The Lions made a little trip to Ohio themselves. They went to Cincinnati and lost to the Bengals 26 17. Uh, what's the story here? Uh, the Lions are out of the playoffs, and Marvin Lewis is going to do everything he can to shit in people's cereal on the way out. Yeah, it turns out we, we, uh, we were a little pre preemptive last week. Like, I guess it's still going to happen, but not really. <clears throat> doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, yeah, the, the headline here is the Bengals eliminate the Lions from playoff contention. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, remember him? He ran what? 116 yards and a clinching touchdown in the closing minutes uh, oh. in a victory on Sunday that eliminated the Lions from playoff contention and gave Marvin Lewis a good moment in what, in what was possibly his ellipses, and then it doesn't finish. What a way to sum up Marvin Lewis's so, career. I, that was all necessary to read for that, and was fucking worth it. Um, the uh, I forget what I was going to say. Never mind. Oh, Giovanni Bernard. It's crazy that there are two different guys with that name in the league, right? That can't be the same person. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Giovanni Bernard Jr. already. Oh, good. Yeah. That's how lapsed we are. Yeah. Um, the... A, a, a good week 16 performance by a Bengals running back just makes me remember. Uh, and Tope did a great job of reminding us in our text. Sure did. Of, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, the heroic performance from Jeremy Hill on a, mm-hmm. on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Or was it a Monday night? I think it was Monday night. I think it was Monday night for, for me. My team that was uh, uh, drafted with the assistance of Tope because it was a draft that I couldn't actually be there for. Um, and we we co-managed that team. It was our team. I was in the league. No one else in the league knew who he was. Or no, no, no. It was a different league. Sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Anyway, regardless, Tope and I whipped your ass. It was great. Fantasy football was the biggest waste of 12 years of my life. It really was. I, it was I think I too. I, and I, I won a lot. Yes, I mean, I, I won a decent amount. Samantha, turn that tea party off. There's a button on the right. Sorry, this thing already get, gave me nightmares in the back of my car. <coughs> I probably won close to 1000 bucks in my lifetime playing fantasy football. Definitely not what you did, but still, just what a waste. What a waste. I should have given all that money to charity. Well, you could always get back in it. Okay, cool. Uh, ooh, okay. Hold on. So, next year, a pod slam fantasy football league. No, no. What if <clears throat> instead of us going through the games every single week next year, <clears throat> what if we like go over the fantasy experience we have next year? What do you mean? Like, like we we do a fantasy league. Eh, no, no, nobody wants to hear about yeah, no one gives a shit about other people's fantasy leagues. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a terrible, 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 terrible idea. No, no. Uh, no. Also a terrible idea, whatever idea that the uh, Tennessee Titans had that they could beat the Los Angeles Rams coming into uh, Nashville as they lost 27-23. What's the story here? Todd Gurley will eat your fucking children. Mm-hmm. 
Give that man the fucking MVP. He's a fucking beast. Hashtag Rams. Jags. SBL. We are so close. Well, no, we had the playoffs. haven't started, but they're both there. We're close. Um, oh, sorry. For a second, I thought the, uh, the Rams uh, place kicker, his name was Sam Frickin, but it's Ficken. Sam Frickin Frickin. Uh, but yeah, Rams clinched the first NFC West titles since 2003. Jared Goff threw a 14-yard touchdown pass to Cooper Cup, and they held up the Rams and got Todd Gurley. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't even mention Todd Gurley here, but Todd Gurley fucking owns the world, and yeah. Goff threw for four touchdowns. Yeah, Gurley had something like. He had over 200 all-purpose <laughs> yards. He had not the first uh, did that 118 recently. yards on 22 carries. And on 10 receptions, PPR League's going fucking wild. Uh, he had 158 yards and two touchdowns. Disgusting. Yeah. So, uh, man, go Rams, huh? Go Rams. And they're prepubescent coach. <laughs> Um, what do we got? Okay. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs won 29-13. Well, what was the story here? You said Dolphins, Chiefs? Yeah. The Dolphins have been eliminated from the playoffs, right? Yes, totally. <laughs> last I week, knew. I'd... Last week. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Chiefs, the Chiefs locked up the, uh, the shittiest playoff spot in football, right? Yeah, uh, they they won now back to back AFC West titles. So, fuck that division. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what do you, what are you thinking for your Dolphins? Uh, we have one. We have one more week to discuss them, but eh, let's let's uh, analyze it now. Where do you guys go? What do you do? Uh, we hopefully fucking get Tannehill back healthy next year. Not that it's gonna make. I don't know. We maybe have a one game over 500 record instead of Jay Cutler. Um, I like Kenyon Drake. He is very impressive. Um, you know, we have a solid receiving core. Uh, it's hard, man. It's hard to fucking pin down, especially when I'm not watching the games. Uh, yeah, you kind of hope for a little bit of a better secondary, maybe. I'm really just fucking pulling shit out of my ass. Anyway, the story here was Alex Smith threw for 304 yards on 40 passes because, of course, uh, Kareem Hunt ran for 91 yards and a score. And, yeah, back-to-back AFC West titles for the first time in their storied franchise history. I love how I asked and you could have literally made things up and I would have no idea. Like, a middle linebacker needs to cut some weight and our strong safety has a bad... Teddy bear fetish. And I've been like, uh-huh. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. Hey man, neither do I. It's just, <laughs> it's all ready. Time to talk about the bills of the Patriots. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patriots beat the bills in Foxborough, 16 to 37, 37 to 16, as it were. Mullet was the story here. Uh, the rules are bad again. I think that's something like that. Oh, like, no, just like the Patriots uh, got a lot of replays um, ruled in their favor. Or whatever. Yeah, but I, well, I think the Bills had like another like like the controversial catch that went against the Steelers like whatever week ago. The same thing happened. So now it's it's going to be this year's uh, Patriots playoff controversy or some bullshit. Yeah, don't even worry because the uh, blurb doesn't even mention it. Tom Brady passed for a pair of touchdowns. Uh, stay on track for home field advantage in the AFC uh, with the win over the Bills. So, you know, it's uh, all glossed over in history. Can some woman come forward already and say, like, Bill Belichick tickles her feet or some shit? Like, that's got to be something that's happening, right? I think even though Bill Belichick has a wife, I think he's more interested in rocks than women. So he's a Hank and it's like, oh, those are minerals. Sorry. How dare I say that? Yeah, no, I mean just, <laughs> just, just rocks, like just shit. You just chip off of cliffs. Uh, are you excited for that? Uh, two bills, thirty for thirty coming out. 
really making this easy to move on. Moving on, Falcons and Saints. Uh, the Saints at home defeated the Falcons 23-13. What's the story here? The uh, Saints back in the playoffs. Falcons looking outside. What fucking year is it? I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's the same year it's always been for the Saints, I guess. Um, yeah, the defense repels the Saints uh, past Falcons into the playoffs. Rookie cornerback Marshawn Lattimore corralled an unusual momentum-turning interception off his back. New Orleans then made two defensive stands. It's two more than they made all of in 2005 uh, <laughs> from inside its own two-yard line. And the Saints uh, clinched their first playoff berth since 2013. Good for them. Yeah. Good for you, Drew Brees. And to think, he could be in a Dolphins uniform. Well, he might as well be. He did. Uh, <laughs> their leading receiver was Ted Ginn Jr. Wow. How how with everything is he still in the league? It turned my blood black just to say that. Like I have like <laughs> demon blood now. Have we ever gone over that on the podcast on any podcast? Yes. Extensively, okay. I'm sure. <laughs> just checking. Uh his uh, whole family got you got his whole family. In a game that could be summarized as just checking the football game, the Chargers defeated the Jets in New York, or New Jersey as it were, 14-7 to in a, in a tale of three touchdowns. Well, what's the story here? Um, I think I'm lapsed. This game popped up on the red zone, and my dad he goes, oh, those Jets are pretty good, right? And I was like, no. And then we just moved on. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Yeah, this is so fucking boring. Chargers stay in the playoff mix. Uh, Philip Rivers threw a touchdown to Antonio Gates. Melvin Gordon ran in for a score, and the Chargers stayed alive. This is very boring. It's like Philip Rivers, he threw one. The other guy ran one. Um, <laughs> they're still saying, alive. You're not even saying cog- like cognitive things. No, you're just I'm, muttering. I'm so dead. <laughs> let's, let's just go back to this from before. This might work. Speaking of dead. God, fuck the score too. Broncos lost to the to the Washington professional football team in the DC area, twenty seven to eleven, because they like scores that rhyme. Mm. Mullo, what's the sto- story here? I literally forgot the Redskins were a team. Like, have we talked about them at all? Like, in any fashion, this entire process? I feel like not since like week seven. Like we had like a oh the 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 Redskins they have a a momentum and it's like oh they're good one week they're bad one week and then we just stop talking about them after week seven. Yeah. You've heard it here first, folks. Kirk Cousins will be the next quarterback of the Cleveland Browns because whoever we draft in the first round won't sign for us, so we'll have to trade him away. So they're going to get Kirk Cousins <laughs> instead. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, I'd rather stay in shitty college one more year than get paid like a professional athlete. No, they'll just they'll just pull the the Eli Manning thing. They'll just I don't want to play in Cleveland. Trade me to uh, yeah, what Chicago? It won't be Chicago because they're too busy. It's going to be the fucking Giants again. Yeah, but you can't do that for every player. <laughs> oh man! Eventually, some guy's like, all right, fine, fuck. I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, but you did hit the, the the nail on the head. Kirk Cousins threw for 299 yards and three touchdowns in what could be his final home game for the Washington Redskins as they beat the Denver Broncos in their top-ranked defense. How? How is that possible? A whole lot of fucking good it's done, yeah. I thought the Jags were the top-ranked defense. The Jags are... Very highly ranked. I think they're like top five and shit. But let's just make them number one, so we don't have to talk about the Broncos being number one in anything, I'm except fine. fucking horse teams. Uh, are there no other horse teams? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's the dumbest damn. question. It's the dumbest question I know from across the room. Samantha, are there any more horse teams? She's just shaking her head now. Okay. What do you mean horse team? Like horse, horse mascot. 
Like, there's not like a Las Vegas horses. Okay, thank you. Well, my high school yeah, was the Mustangs. Yeah, but there's no like professional Mustangs and no professional Pistons. There's no professional. Uh, yeah, there's fucking... a Pistons. No, not in the NFL. I mean. Oh, in the NFL. Yeah, NFL. The Pistons would be the only other one. Yeah. I mean, you could repurpose the Chargers. I like the LA, the LA Mustangs. The Lestangs. <laughs> like the last name of a Hercule Poirot villain. Um, Tampa Bay went into Carolina and lost 22 to 19. Mullet, what's the story here? The Panthers are back in the playoffs. What is going on? Yeah, they're, they're, like, ele- they're like 11 and 5 or 11 and 4, some more shit. The Carolina horse shits. <laughs> there we go. Horse team for you. Here we go. Uh, I saw Cam Newton have the worst touchdown celebration ever. Uh, mind you, he celebrated after he fumbled the snap, managed to pick the ball off the ground, and still run it into the end zone. Go Tampa Bay. Uh, this, he game, then in- this game was an alien versus predator of quarterbacks. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, he then proceeded to pick the ball up and then like light it like as if it was a birthday cake and then hold his hand over the top of the football and present the football as a like a fake lighted birthday cake to the fan. And I watched it and I went, that's fucking dumb. And my mom didn't understand what was happening. Fuck, who was it? No, I'm so... Oh, yo, remember when Joe Horn took out a cell phone on the field? Yep. I think it was the week before or after he took a fucking Sharpie out of his shoe. Yeah, those are the days. Joe Horn. Where, who was I with? I, I ran into... Uh, I was at some theme park and Joe Horn was there. <laughs> Might have been you. I know, I know you and I were Ken Griffey Jr. at Busch Gardens. Yes. Fuck, but, fucker kept skipping us in line. Yeah, well, you know. He had that big but, telephoto lens. That's right. We kept, we kept running into him like... Uh, pictures like, of kangaroos yeah like the kangaroo and they're like man like he's not like with a party or like being like no, separated no. to like avoid attention i'm like also motherfucker are you like the, one of the richest players of all time and you're like he probably just has a photography uh interest and i'm like yeah. whatever he was also like he was there with his family like because uh his kid that was like a decent college wide receiver was there too i remember recognizing him as well but he was also like veering off to not be with his family so he was really crushing the theme park game uh yeah the story that we have here cam norton cam norton who's cam norton norton (laughs) cam norton cam Cam norton got beat up by jake lamotta in 1952 (laughs) we're losing our fucking minds all right pause that's this is this week's cam norton got beat by jake lamotta in 1952 Fucking uh, Cam Norton invented the original aluminum can, but didn't patent it. Cam Norton sold his drugstore in Brooklyn for way too little money to the Walgreens. Cam Norton got stuck in a smokestack in 1929. Cam Norton really misses his friend Stwiggy, who got blown up in Vietnam. Cam Norton has to stay out of the Woolworths. Cam, Cam Norton slept with three consecutive secretaries before his wife found lipstick on his underwear. That's good for me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we get one every week, all right, man? Damn right. That's what, that's what I will miss. <laughs> I will miss Honestly, football. yeah. I'll miss verbal diarrhea turning into stupidity. <laughs> uh, that's all right. We can like take up hockey or something like that. No. Um, I was stroke two weeks in. Anyway, Cam Norton scored on a two-yard touchdown with a run 35 seconds remaining to lift the Panthers to a 22-19 win over the upset-minded Tampa Bay Buccaneers and clinch a spot in the NFC playoffs. Um, Cam Norton, Cam Norton was the third character in Oh Hello that got written out. <laughs> Fucking Cam Norton. Uh, 
It's the best thing Cam Newton's ever given the world. Is that gag? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also love describing the Bucks as the upset-minded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've been upset-minded since 2005. Oh! All right. Uh, spent way too much time on that, even though we got a fun bit out of it. Uh, let's, 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 hey, Mullet, let's get conflicted. Because the beloved, our beloved Jacksonville Jaguars went yeah. into San Francisco yeah. and... And ran into that buzzsaw known as as Jimmy G, Jimmy Garops, Jimmy Jesus, Jimmy GQ, uh, or as I heard Cousin Sal say today, Jimmy G Spot. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that one a lot. And the uh, the 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 Forty Niners beat the Jags forty four to thirty three. Mullen, what's the what's the story here aside from everything I just said? Yo, that game was crazy. <laughs> I saw a good chunk of it. The Niners were up like 16 nothing out of nowhere. And then the Jags scored a fucking blocked extra point, two-point conversion. And then tied the game back up. <laughs> and then they were getting blown out. And then they came back again. Like, yeah, they lost to the 49ers. But they lost to the second coming of John Elway and Joe Montana. And yeah. and, and, and Dan Marino. And uh, with a bit of like Vinny Testaverde thrown in. So I'm curious what you think. Is this uh, a case of the Jaguars showing some weakness, or is this them just running up against the hottest team in the league? They're running up against the hot team, and also they really didn't have that much to play for. They had an outside chance of still getting a first-round bye, but they're pretty locked into the three slot. The three slots, so... I think it's up, up. Also, they had another fucking sideline argument. Two sideline arguments. Like, remember, like four or five weeks ago uh-huh. when I was like Blake Bortles and the, their coach were like shouting at each other on the sidelines when they were up fifteen points. Hell yeah. The first quarter of this game, two defensive players had to be physically separated from one another uh, for some argument. And Keenan McCardell, remember him? He's not playing, but he's the wide receiver coach. He got in an argument with one of those wide receivers for like giving up on a route. I'm like, what? You guys are I have 11 wins. What are you doing? Well, 10, but stay feisty, Jacksonville. And also, that question that I asked you was the most like actual football related yep. question we've tackled all year. Yep. Um, what do I got here? Yeah, Garoppolo threw two touchdowns and ran for a third against one of the NFL's stingiest defenses. And, uh, yeah, and led the Niners to their fourth straight win by their new quarterback. Um, man, yeah, that's what what hope for the league in this game. Oh, me, I was finishing on it. Uh, yeah, it's it's very nice to see. Like That could be a fun Super Bowl matchup in three or four years. Hopefully, I hope the Jags stay. I hope this isn't a one-and-done Raiders of 2016-type run for them. I hope they can sustain this. Considering their quarterback situation, outlook not good. Also, yeah, yeah. Well, also, he may be moving, so, yeah. So, you know, like, you're taking a big chance unless you can lock down a good free agent which who are the free agents going to be? Well, there's going to be a bunch. I just haven't been keeping up with it. So I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um, speaking of believing it when you see it, I don't know what that means. But the Seahawks went into Dallas and defeated the Cowboys 21-12. Uh, what's the story here, Mullet? I feel like this should have been a story, and I just couldn't give a fuck less. Like, by Cowboys, Seahawks still, like, roughing it. Cool. I don't care. Give me give me fun teams. Or give me new teams. Yeah. The the Cowboys are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, what do we got? Yeah. Coleman put Seattle in front for good with a 30-yard interception return for a touchdown. And the Seahawks won a playoff elimination game. Against Dallas, beating the Cowboys twenty-one to twelve, and on Sunday, and Ezekiel Elliott's return from a six-game suspension. Apparently, there was a moment uh, in the game where, or several at least, where it was like 
first and goal on like the two or three yard line. And they kept not giving it to Ezekiel Elliott. Why? Like, does nobody play Madden? Like, does nobody play Madden who just like understand simple concepts? The coach's suggestion on Madden is in the top seven of NFL quarterbacks. (laughs) That's been true for a long time, too. It's bonkers, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Whatever. Yep. Speaking of whatever, the Giants went into Arizona and lost 23 nothing. There's a story here. You know, it's really impressive what the Giants have done in that they like are so bad in the face of a team that might not win a single game. But they're still getting shut out in week 16. And now apparently one of their players is calling another one of their like defensive counterparts a cancer to the team. It's oh, just oh, the peace, the resistance of football. Let me tell you. Yeah, not the story here. Uh, <laughs> there isn't one. Larry Fitzgerald had a big day in what might have been the final home game of his prolific career. And the Arizona Cardinals shut out an opponent for the first time in 25 seasons in a victory over Eli Manning and the Giants. Larry Fitzgerald is the only player I will accept going to chase a ring. That man deserves a goddamn ring. He almost almost single-handedly won one 10 years ago. Yeah. He literally played a Super Bowl by himself. He should be called the time machine for making Kurt Warner look like it was 2001 again. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, Steelers at Texans. Steelers beat them 34 to 6. Mullet was the story here. Man, how many fucking shitty teams were utter shit this week? <laughs> you want me to count them up? No. <laughs> Please, no. I'm hearing the scores and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, not even putting a point, just like exerting no effort. My God. Uh, Yeah. Steelers clinched first round by with win over the Texans. And that's it. That's uh, that's all they could say about this game. <laughs> no other words were written in the entire world. They didn't allow either the Houston yeah. Chronicle or the Pittsburgh Gazette to write stories about their local teams. There were people in the press box going, no, 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 stop. Don't send that tweet out. Nope. No, 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 don't. Don't you hit send to your editor. Stop it. And finally, I guess there were two games on Monday night. Sure. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry uh, fucking Christmas. Hey, the NFL gave us some coal. In uh, our stockings, the Oakland Raiders went to Philadelphia and lost 19-10. Well, what's the story? Raiders, you broke our hearts. You're supposed to be fun. Like, I was really excited this whole year. You were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> and then, like, apparently, I remember I went to ESPN last night and I saw the like the front page that there were three turnovers and four plays in this game. Oh yeah, uh, it says right here: um, uh, Jake Elliott kicked a forty-eight yard field goal with twenty-two seconds left, and the Eagles. Clinched the number one seed for the NFC playoffs with a sloppy 19-10 victory over the Oakland Raiders on Monday night. I know you like them extra sloppy. Um, oh, fuck. We forget, which team had the butt pick? We forgot to talk about the butt interception. Every oh. year there needs to be a new butt play. <laughs> I think I mentioned like a, a stout Marquis uh, Coleman. I mentioned one like, oh, weird interception. I think it was the Saints that had it. We've had the butt fumble. We've had the butt pick. Dude, I'm waiting for the butt punt. Uh, That happens to... uh, Come on, Rich. You know. You know who the butt punt happens to. No, no, no. No, no, I'm just saying saying that, like, that's something that bullies do to kids in school, like, every day. The butt punt is a real thing, man. I'm going to give you a butt punt. 
Also, that's totally a dolphin thing that's going to happen is the butt punt. Yeah, rookie cornerback Marshawn Lattimore corralled an unusual momentum-turning interception off his back. Just say butt, man. Just say off his ass. Yeah. He really pulled that one out of his ass. I would just love that, like, I remember the old story of Kevin Smith talking about, like, when he, like, had to go to the doctor for, like, an anal fissure, and the doctor was trying to be professional about it, and halfway through, he's like, fuck it, you have something up your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I want, like, writers in, like, shitty game situations to be like, he caught the fucking ball in his butt. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the uh, the butt onside's kick. The butt, <laughs> the, uh, the the butt the butt spike will be a lot of fun. Uh, the butt flea flicker. Yeah, see, you didn't want to play this anymore, do you? The butt screen. I actually just need one of those. We we both need butt screens. <laughs> In multiple definitions, we need butt screens. Uh, the bootleg butt. The wildcat butt. <laughs> the annexation of Butterico. <laughs> Damn it. The the Butterooski. The Statue of Liberty butt. I don't want you win. Fine. Libut T. The Statue of Liberty. <laughs> no, I like the first one because it's so stupid. The Statue of Liberty butt. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Man, Mullet, that was so much fun. Oh, fuck, I'm so glad we did that. Um, uh, I'm digging in my eye. There's not even anything in it. Um, what, uh... What, you, I, you didn't watch anything. It was an insane week for you. I watched the, uh, the the penultimate episode of Mindhunter for uh, at lunch oh, today. So cool. I, cool, cool, cool. I have one episode left there, uh, and I wanted to uh, inquire because I jumped on Netflix today for the first time in a while, and I wanted to ask you if you'd heard about or had started watching. Uh, There's a couple things that kind of like stood out to me on Netflix. The first one is something I had heard about. I believe it's called where the fuck is it? It was on my recommended just uh, earlier today. Uh, it's the new like toy documentary. Oh yes, I, I I need to add that to my uh, the, list. It's called the Toys That Made Us. They're only four episodes, but they're each like forty five minutes long. Yeah, uh, I'm aware of it. I haven't heard anything about it. Some of the toy Instagram accounts uh, that I follow have, or one in particular, has posted about it. But yeah, I not yet. I know what you're talking about, and I'm also just kind of afraid to. <laughs> Right. Well, I thought there was going to be more, and I thought it was going to be more so like a general like documentary series. So I'm happy because like it won't be as dangerous or slippery slippery of a slope as I was fearing. But still wanted to to check with you on that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you're not going to watch Bright, are you? You know how I feel about Max Landis. Oh, that's Max. I honestly didn't know he that was Max it. Landis. He wrote it. Of course oh, he wrote okay. it. Oh, he's a cop cool. and his partner's an orc. What a fuck you. <laughs> you, you fucking you oh, harassing what? piece of shit. What um, a fucking worm. God, yeah. I'm so glad. Like, So for some perspective, if you don't like know why Rich and I have always kind of felt this way, Max Landis was the one who did the wrestling isn't wrestling uh Fucking, we even call that a, a, a butt, a butt trementomy. Uh, a high um, school film project. Yeah, that got like so much fucking praise, and we hated it from the jump, just because for many different reasons, which we won't go into. Uh, and then he started like uh, giving Triple H's nose some water, like backstage, and like buying everyone who are not his friends at PWG pizza. Um, and he just seems to be like the fucking worst person ever. And by all accounts, we were right. And yep. all of his all of his work, except Chronicle, which is already overrated, is just a bunch of fucking garbage. So I, I did not. <laughs> now I know. Okay, cool. Like if I heard, like it was basically the inverse Star Wars, and that like critics hated it, but like people that were watching it were like cool with it. So far, so I was like curious. But I didn't know it was him. So that settled it. I don't have to watch it. Wonderful. And I think that the people that are liking it are liking it. To spite critics, I think that's what's happening. The same, 
the same inverse of Star Wars. People are, on the whole are not liking it to spite critics who do like it. Um, but also there was a report that like the majority of the bad audience reviews came from like all right websites. So, you know, fun days we're in um, literally the whole reason why the, the goddamn uh, rebellion needs to win. Uh, hashtag resist. Um, you mentioned Chronicle. Boy, what a fun creative team behind that one. Fucking Max Landis, Worm. And that was Josh Trank that directed that, right? It was Josh Trank, yeah. Noted psychopath that was fired they, off of a Star Wars film. They literally imploded immediately after that movie, like, made, like, $60 million. Yeah. It was like, success, success, success. Michael B. Jordan's like, man, you guys are crazy. I'm not seeing you guys ever again. Yep. And he shows up the set on Fantastic Four, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Um, uh, I think those I think those were the only two. Uh, but, yeah, no, I haven't watched... Much of anything. So, just so real quick about on the Christmas movies. Have you have you have you watched the trailer for Bright? I remember uh, I saw the commercial on. I think it was the Super Bowl. Like I remember seeing like a couple like TV spots for it. Where I was like, wow. okay, cool, Netflix. But I remember like seeing like and like either that or like the NBA Finals or like like you know how like those tentpole movies get like those special spots yeah. during sporting events. And I was like, oh, it's Netflix. Interesting. They're going to make a jump in a... So I always kind of had like, my eye on it, but never sought it out any further. And then it popped up out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, okay. And I like Joel Edgerton a lot, and obviously Will Smith. And uh, no, I didn't watch... I didn't seek it, anything else yeah. out about it. It uh, The trailer... Man. So you're like sort of... This is like anything that Max Landis is like written, like you're kind of on board with like the first premise of just like training day in like a fantasy land. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then it's, he always adds like two or three more premises onto it that like, there's a whole story about like this magic flute and there's a fairy and they're evil and they got to hide them under earth. And it's just like, no, fuck off. Keep it simple. Stupid. Fuck. (laughs) Anyway, no, never gonna watch it. Cool. Um, uh, I have, however, um, one. I don't think I've talked about uh, the second season of Easy on Netflix. Which, if you're into Joe Swanberg, um, I liked it a lot more than the first season, and I liked the first season. And the second season was very, very good. Um, also, just a lot of Chicago catnip. Um, I watched. Uh, they posted the first two seasons of Ash versus the Evil Dead. Uh, which was like a Showtime show, and if yeah. you like Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, it's a good show. If you're into cool. those shows, I really fucking love it. Um, uh, what else? I man, I watched so much this weekend. I finished Better Call Saul finally. Uh, right, it, last last season, pretty good, right? Um, I don't know if it was just the the amount of time I had in between. Like, it just didn't really pack a punch with me i don't know i i dug the shit out of it and i'm very disappointed that michael mckeon didn't get the love he was he absolutely crushed that i agree that, with especially that fucking those, season those last two episodes were pretty intense um and i watched uh the founder i've been trying to fucking watch that for a year dude like every time i get a day where i'm like I was originally on Plex, and then I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, cool, no rush then. Every time I sit down to do it, like, I have editing to do or, like, my child is sick or something. I'm just not – I'm just, at this point, I'm purposely not going to watch The Founder. Just not going to watch it. Uh, uh, do it, though. It is it is a good, solid movie. Like, it's it's not too much. It's not too little. It's, it's a uh, – it's an extra value meal. Nice. Oh, uh, good. But also, like – peppered with like really good performances like John Carroll Lynch and Nick Offerman like steal the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fucking amazing. I just I'm scared at this point. Like if I start watching it, like a meteor is going to come through my fucking house. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Like, yeah, it's, it's cool. nothing that's going to like redefine movies for you, but it's a good solid watch. If you're looking for a watch, I nice. watched um, I finally watched the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 
Yeah, there were highlights and there were lowlights. Uh, I thought Luke Evans fucking crushed. I hated him. <laughs> I thought he was <laughs> great. Oh, I oh hated man, him. I I really enjoyed uh, Josh Gad's Lafu. I thought um, he was fine. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was fine. They. <laughs> I feel like when they casted Kevin Klein as uh, as Maurice, they're like, I thought oh, he was shit. older. Well, that and also like, oh shit, we should probably give Kevin Klein more to do. And it's yeah. like, well, you probably shouldn't have, because like the character yeah. itself, like, kind of took up too much time. Um, but Samantha hated that movie. Who's yeah. that's her second favorite Disney movie? So yeah, like half, like not even halfway through watching it, I just wanted to watch the original. Yep, exactly. Um, and it's not even like so much like oh, well, it being like a live action thing because I very much enjoyed the live action Jungle Book and I'm super looking forward mm-hmm. to the live action Lion King. But again, those are Same. John Favreau. Um, Same. But yeah, I it just got to the point where like the amount of fuckitness by the time be our guest came up and like I was just so out on it already when Lumiere dabbed. I was like, fuck, yeah, just more of that. Just fuck it. Just, just do fuck it. it. Yeah. Um, oh, you'll love yeah. the chip. You should watch all the chipmunks movies. Now then. that's where I will be. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. What else is in there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just whatever. Unnecessary. Um, and then I also watched the big short. Oh, I haven't, haven't watched it yet. Uh, I dig it. It reminds me of like a reminds me of like a 70s movie kind of of them just kind of like doing unconventional shit. Like it feels like the type of 70s movie that just like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to do this, you know, thing because. Like art, and it's not even like art art, but it's just like. Yeah, that's a fucking cool choice and ballsy and like fuck it, why not? Um, also considering like how goddamn droll and dry the subject matter is, they yeah. do a really good job of using those things to make it not so. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's on my list. I have it upstairs, so we'll get around. I just actually just logged into. Plex and fuck, I there's so many things that I've missed that are already on here that I I'm I'm never watching the founder. In other words, just never. It just got it just got dumped like bumped like ten more spots. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I watched a lot. I Good. watched so much this weekend, and I'm hopefully not going to be talking to my family next weekend. So I'll hopefully have a whole bunch more that I've watched since then as well. <laughs> Um, I probably, I'm, I'm trying to get back to catching up on shit at work, so I'll have more hopefully next week, but Samantha and I are trying to knock out some merry movies. We watched, uh, this week's episode will be the Poseidon Adventure. We watched that right before, uh, we started recording, Rich and I. Didn't you guys, uh, watch that already? The Poseidon Adventure? No. Like, when you guys said that a few weeks ago, I was just like, fuck, I feel like they Did you watch Poseidon? No, no. Samantha asked, like, "Why don't we own the remake?" I'm like, "You're really gonna ask me that question?" Um, no, I think it got nominated at one point, and like we just picked the other movie, so that might be why. Um, I can't think of another like disaster movie we watched because like this is I'm having like deja vu before I even have a chance to have deja vu of like listening on a podcast. You and Sam talk about like a fucking boat. Uh, sinking on New Year's oh, Eve and Richard Deep Blue Dreyfus. Sea? No, because you were talking about like Richard Dreyfus. I've never, Rich, trust me, I would have gone over at nauseum your Richard Dreyfus impression. So we haven't talked about Richard Dreyfus. He's never been an MVP on the podcast. As soon as he appears in a movie, he's going to be an MVP. Um, no, because also I, you would have remembered me talking about Shelly Winter's fat ass and you would have heard me talking about that god awful song. That somehow won a fucking. Never mind. Watch, uh, listen to Married Movies this week and hear <laughs> all my thoughts about uh, the morning after winner of best original song at the Academy Awards in 1972 um, for our New Year's episode of Married Movies. And we return to our regularly scheduled programming. Actually, we don't. 
the following week will be our 2018 uh, award show nominations, uh, which we're hard at work at compiling. Um, and then we'll get back to watching uh, movies that we normally watch. And then this week for Podswoggle, it's part two of the Swaggy Award nominations. Uh, you can go to arcadeaudio.net and vote on uh, part one now. You have a couple weeks to do that. Um, you can find all those podcasts on arcadeaudio.net along with all the podcasting sites. The link is directly there in the episode, and you can find it on Twitter as well. Get your votes in to determine who was the best and worst of wrestling in 2017. <clears throat> and also, uh, shortly after that, uh, we will have uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 pickums. we got to figure out when we're going to do that uh, after we get off the air. Yes. <laughs> um, as uh, for me, I ain't got nothing. Um, I'll just uh, direct you to uh, uh, following the show at uh, Blank Slate Pod on Twitter and we're on Facebook and anywhere you can connect with us, connect with us, uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple podcast, Stitchers. Nope. Spotify sucks. Um, fucking Google play music. Um, and, uh, go to arcadeaudio.net. Check out all the other shows on the network. And we also go to patreoncom slash arcade audio. Get yourself up. I'm slipping into a Baltimore accent and getting prepared. Um, go to uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio uh, check out all the different rewards and stuff like that help us out uh, sort of keep the uh, train chugging along um, god fuck this season of the NFL so hard I'm just like zapped of all willpower uh, from, uh, from today's podcast I have two Wikipedia pages open on my phone the first is Ted Ginn Jr.'s, and the only thing he has in his personal life section is Ginn had admitted that he had a learning disability, and it took him two to three times longer to learn something than most people. After being diagnosed in the eighth grade, he got tutors to help him, and he graduated from middle and high school with honors. Uh, the other one I have open is Isabella Rossellini, because we were talking about Death Becomes Her. Uh, what a life this lady had. She was married to Martin Scorsese, and she dated David Lynch and Gary Oldman. She has stories. Good God. And her and her mother was Ingrid Bergman. Good God. Yeah. God, can this lady be boring already? Nope. <laughs> uh yeah, that's it, man. Um you can also hit me up on uh Twitter, average cami and Instagram as well. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. Mullet. Uh don't find me anywhere. Any final you can thoughts? You- Oh, uh, God damn, we have one more week of regular football to talk about. Thank, we will only have to talk about 12 teams after next week. What do we do if Vince McMahon does actually launch some other football league? I told you. Were you not listening to me last week? I'm going to call you and we're doing the same oh. fucking thing. Is that what you said? Yes, you and you were like no selling me because you hadn't heard the news, which I found out the next day when we recorded Podswoggle. That's probably like why you, I was just like intentionally just uh, uh, just compartmentalizing that. Sorry. Yeah, you like I know it's fine. So now you really—that's what you're committing to do <laughs> because you were mean to me last week. It was the XFL season? I call you and we go over this ad nauseum. Absolutely, what we did. uh... Oh, I don't eat. Oh, we're not gonna watch. You think we make up shit like Acropolis Johnson and like Goose Two Step now? Just wait until we fucking have to make up players for the uh, Wichita Juggernauts. Give me a lot of fun, man. I'm just sick of everything. <laughs> oh, just, just, just wait. Oh, you think you're sick of everything? Just wait until you see XFL football in 2019. It's going to be it's going to be so much murder. Sure. Sure, cuz they're probably going to get Ray Caruth out of prison. Everyone's, Ray Caruth on one of the teams. 
their whole thing is going to be like, oh, yeah, we're not playing that extra pussy football in the NFL now. And people are already dying. As, oh, my God. Oh, my it's God. Be, it's going to be great. I am so excited. We call it the Darwin Football League. Let's <laughs> go so kill some birds. I'm psyched. God damn. All right. So uh, for for Mullet, this is Rich. Uh, please fucking delete this now. You should have deleted it to, front, to begin with. Uns- unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Un- get the fuck out of here. Leave. What are you still doing here? Bumble, bumble. Ah, ah. That was my attempt at a uh, Ferris Bueller song. Let's shut your hole that words come out of. Um. Yeah. Oh, catch you later. Sorry. (laughs) Whoops, my bad. I brought it back and I fucked it up. Thank you for playing arcade audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.